Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and as ever I'm joined by Greg for a bit and I'll look ahead to the weekend's betting action in Scotland. How's it going Greg? Good evening, yeah I'm good thanks, I'm good. I'm delighted that we're now back from the international break and a full focus back on our beloved domestic football. Yeah, can't wait. I was uh, I was going to change the intro music this week to just the two of us. Um, <laughs> we've had some fantastic guests the last few weeks, but it's just you and I this week to look ahead to the what is a full card in Scotland. Yeah, full card in Scotland. Obviously, we've got the return of the lower leagues in England, and we've also got Norway on this weekend as well so we'll record that podcast tomorrow with with David yeah look forward to that one as well um, we won't dwell too much on international break I don't think Greg um, pretty decent for Scotland probably brought down back down the earth a wee bit last night by England yeah job done in Cyprus with quite a lot of friends out in Cyprus for the festivities they had a fantastic time obviously last night was really disappointing against England that said, though, England were fantastic last night. They were. Really, really they're good. Yeah, they're, um, good. They're, a good. <laughs> they're a good team, England. They're not bad. Like, like you say, <laughs> um, a bit of a reality check. Yeah, um, which is no bad thing either. No. And I think as well, the international games, I did advise caution on the channel um, last week. I, I wouldn't be doing much. And I think we only put up four or five bets across the piece. A couple yeah. of winners, a couple of losers. That said, some of the losers were very unlucky. But we backed all nine games last night over 1.5 goals. And I did say... At least nine of them will win. Eight will win, sorry. Eight, and we're a goal shot at Israel. Yeah. Um, we're waiting on Norway to score a third goal for an hour uh, last night as well. So hit and miss. But yeah, we got through it relatively unscathed and very much looking forward to um, assaulting the bookies again this weekend in Scotland. Indeed, and you've been ahead of the game, I guess, that international break. Gave you the chance to get a good look at this weekend's fixtures early doors? Yeah, pretty much. I think I shared this weekend's summary which usually happens on a Saturday morning, eh, kind of Friday, shared that on Monday. Don't get me wrong, there's another few bets still to come, but it gave me plenty of time to take advantage of what I believe are some very, very generous prices. Yeah, and looking at the card in the Premier League, it's no surprise that you've dipped into the lower leagues for, for your bets this weekend. Oh, it's a, it's a minefield this weekend in the Premiership. An absolute yeah. minefield. Only Rangers and Celtic odds on. Uh, 10 sides odds again some really difficult games to call and um, we'll speak through them briefly but it's I, I think a card best left alone there's lots going on in the championship lots going on in league one as well and i think so far this season the championship and league one have been pretty good to us yeah we'll pick our way through the premiership games however um obviously we've got six this weekend um and as they all return back from the international break it's celtic and motherwell who are joint top with 10 points celtic two goals better off massive win for celtic at ibrox before the international break uh, and i suppose at the bottom end of the table the big news is that hearts hibs and aberdeen are all bottom six after the first four games of the season shocking <laughs> Absolutely shocking. We'll get on to that very shortly. We will. We I feel will. I need to let off some steam on my thoughts on Hearts and you're Aberdeen. You're among, you're among <laughs> friends here, so you'll be absolutely we'll, fine. We'll get there shortly. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's have a wee look at the games then. So St Johnson v Rangers kicks us off. Um, I guess you probably have your own opinions about St Johnson. A good, um, I guess, a good couple of points they've picked up in the last few games gets them off the board. Uh, 
hosted Rangers this weekend who themselves will want to bounce back after that defeat at Ibrox. Um, I was reading a few stats about St Johnson Greg. Lowest number of shots across the league, uh, which is 35. Fewest touches in the opposition box, which is 65. However, the one positive, I guess, is, is goalkeeper Dimitar Mitov. Yes. Uh, 20 saves so far, the second most in the league, and boasts a save percentage of 76.9, which he earned him his Bulgarian debut last week. Yeah, he's been a fantastic signing. I, I don't think we can believe how we've managed to actually get him mm-hmm. uh, this season from Cambridge, but he's been a, a rare shining light in what's been a pretty pure season so far. I must admit, we absolutely stole the points or a point from Dundee two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a three-goal rule. If we're getting beat 3-0, <laughs> I am leaving the building. And so I what was your that, excuse? What was your I, excuse? I turned it into a two-goal rule this, in that match. It was an hour gone, 2-0 Dundee. We were absolutely terrible. And honestly, they could play that game a like hundred times again and we wouldn't get a draw from it. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think you're the only one, I think. Is it Sean Hamilton? Yes. Uh, i seen that he, he was in Tesco, I think, the equaliser. <laughs> I think he was at the park, I think. Oh, was it the park? Was it? Yeah, yeah maybe in the park. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're the only one that kind of given up hope on that one. But in terms of this game itself, Rangers 1-4, to as you say, looking to bounce back from a pretty disappointing defeat against Celtic in the Old Firm match. Um, it was a really disappointing result, especially at home. Now four yeah. points behind Celtic, which isn't really that much, but still a four-point gap. And they'll be looking to try and kick on and start winning games convincingly. And at one to four, it's probably the, the right price. I think we're ten to one. Um, I, I still think our battles will be against our fellow bottom six sides yeah. um, this season. And it, it may be, it may take until October time for that squad to gel. A mm-hmm. lot of new players in that St Johnson squad. And. I definitely wouldn't be backing us at ten to one. I think one to four on Rangers to win's a, a a fairly safe Acker builder. Um, yeah. Nearly kick off on Saturday. I think to your point about the St Johnson uh, team and the lineups, I don't think Steve McLean's put the same lineup or anything close to it um, two games in a row. No, he's not. And I think as well, there's two or three players that have yet to make an appearance yet as well so it's of, of those new players so he's still getting to grips of what his best team is which at the moment he, he probably won't know so not a great game for us after the point against Dundee yeah. um, it's a way to Hibs after this so uh, the um, the fixture generator has been very very unkind to us it's been <laughs> a horrible horrible start to the campaign really Celtic Rangers Hearts Hibs away to Ross County and at home at Dundee yeah, pretty gr- gruesome start for us, I must admit. Yeah, it doesn't get much easier. Um, yeah, so I think you're right. I think not only is it a tough game for you just off the back of the international break, but I think you've also got a Rangers side who desperately need a win um, to build confidence in their fans again after that result at, at Ibrox. Obviously, some fans already calling for Michael Beale to go, um, so he'll be desperate for a win as well to get three points on the board. And they've got a big game coming up on Thursday against Real Betis at Ibrox. Yeah, it'd be unthinkable, really, if they weren't to win this match. But it'd be a, there'd be an absolute meltdown yeah. uh, by Rangers fans if they fail to win this match. But I don't really see that happening, and I think people's full focus will be on this game on Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not much in the way of tips for this one. As you say, 1-4, I think feels a wee bit short, but you can see why the bookies have gone as short as that. Yeah, we had a chat pre-podcast, and we both agreed that this weekend's card in Scotland is very difficult, and... 
you could sit and look for bet model opportunities in this game uh, all night and all day, to be fair. You could do that across a lot of the games, but I think for me, there's a lot of good opportunities in the lower leagues, and this game is a no bet. Indeed. So Rangers are 1-4 to four at in Perth. Celtic are 1-9 to nine at Celtic Park. They host Dundee on Saturday afternoon. They'll be buoyant after that win at Ibrox, but it will mean nothing if they don't take three points against Dundee on Saturday. No, exactly. Uh, again, you're fully expecting Celtic to win this one very comfortably. Uh, Dundee, I thought, I wouldn't say they impressed me, but they were decent against us. They definitely deserved to the three points. And I do think Dundee will be okay this season. They've got a massive squad, Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, they've signed a lot of players, spending a lot of money as well. But 18-1 to 1 for Dundee, not quite the 55-1 to 1 that St Johnston were <laughs> in terms of the coupon buster <laughs> two or three weeks ago. But again, you've got to be inventive here. And I just don't have the time to be inventive in this match. There's enough going on. Celtic to hit four first-half corners is 4-5. to five Yeah, is an decent. angle, potentially. Yeah. But again, I, I think this match is best left alone. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Dundee have acquitted themselves well. And I think a phrase you tend to use for these games is it's a free hit for Dundee, this one. Yeah, it's a free hit. They'll be looking to stay in the game as long as possible, not get an absolute doing. And they'll maybe look to St Johnston's no one there um, yeah. a few weeks ago and take some spirit from that. Indeed. Okay, no bet on that one. Let's have a wee look at Time Castle now. <laughs> I've got a feeling I'm going to light the blue touch paper here. Uh, both sides, Hearts and Aberdeen, have just had a symbolic start to the season. I think Time Castle so often a fortress for Hearts, but they've lost to Motherwell, they've drawn with Kilmarnock, they've lost to Palk and Gorgie so far this season. So you couldn't even be putting too much faith in Hearts uh, at 11 to 10. Aberdeen, absolutely dismal start to the season. I think their only win has been against Sterling Albion. In the cup, and even that kind of finished quite nervily for them. Um, that knockout tie with, with Hacking uh, in the Europa League was was desperate. I guess the upside is that they've landed themselves a nice draw in the Europa Conference League and it sets up a, a mouthwatering tie by track Frankfurt this Thursday. So, plenty to look forward to for Aberdeen, but they really need to get some wins under their belt, don't they? They really do. I think the two words I've got written down are unacceptable and scandalous. Between the, between the two of them, they've won one match out of eight this season so far. Yeah. Aberdeen are joint bottom of the league with two points. The same number of points as St Johnston. Winless. Hearts are on four points. They've not scored in their last three matches. And as I say, one win in the last eight games for those two sides is a disgrace. When you look yeah. at Motherwell and St Mirren, how well they've done this season. Now, people will argue... They've had some tough European games. I don't. I don't really care. These two sides should be much, much higher in the league, and with more points than what they've got so far. And I must say as well, both have had pretty kind fixtures so far. Mm-hmm. I think to your point, Hearts failed to pick up any only one point at home against Kilmarnock and Motherwell. Again, unacceptable. Um, one thing I did see, though, it's quiz time, just for you, Paul. Go for it. Um, how many games has it been since an away side won this fixture? Oh, who knows? <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. A dozen, 12, 19. 19, 19 okay. games since the away side last won. That's, that's and what? it was on the 7th of May, 2017, a 2-1 win for Aberdeen, and Adam Rooney was scoring that day. Wow. So 19 games since the Wayside last one. Aberdeen 12 to 5. Aberdeen's away form, as we know, is pretty terrible along yep. with Hearts' away form. Yep. 
I don't think I could back Hearts at 11 to 10. I couldn't back Aberdeen at 12 to 5. If I had to pick someone, you'd probably have to pick Hearts because they're at home and they're odds against. But for me, really difficult match to kind of fathom out. And what I would say as well, two managers under pressure. Whoever loses this game is going wait, to be seriously under the course. Wait. Who are we saying is the Hearts manager this week? We're saying it's Stephen Naismith okay. this week. <laughs> is that correct? Yeah, I think it's been officially announced now that they're out of Europe. I believe that Stephen Naismith is now head coach or, or whatever his title may be. And it's really funny, Barry Robson was the messiah. Yeah. A and was... ago, decent end to last season, done really well, got the job at Aberdeen and wow. Merritt. But when you dig a bit deeper and look at this season... Been really poor. Yeah, and he'll be as disappointed as anyone with that, but it is the kind of form that got Jim Goodwin sacked. Having said that, he got knocked out the cup by Darvel, lost heavily in Edinburgh, so Barry Rawson's probably got a, a, quite a long way to go before. Well, this saves him into the Conference League. Yeah, might have saved him. Counterproductive for me because think I think so? Aberdeen are going to struggle on the Sunday, especially, yeah. especially away from home. Yeah, We've I mean, only seen a... them fail to beat Livingston away from home. They got beat from St Mirren as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think the Conference League is going to suit Aberdeen. It might do yeah. it financially, great for the fans, obviously great to have a couple of full houses on a Thursday night at Pataudry, but yeah. in terms of their aspirations of finishing third, quite damaging, I think. Yeah, and that's going to be a tough time Thursday night in Germany. Very, very tough. And yeah. again... The last week Scottish sides played in Europe was, I think it was 35 1 in aggregate. Yeah, yeah. Let's skip, let's or something like that. that. Yeah, <laughs> but in terms of this that. match, for me, Aberdeen's record here um, no one's in their last 10 at Tynecastle. Uh, a match, again, best left alone. Corners, however, is a potential. Hearts have hit some pretty good numbers this season 9, 6, 8, and 16 in their last game against Motherwell. And Aberdeen have hit 7, 9, 3, and 7. So a good chance we'll see Connors here. And there, there could be a bet but a potential. Um probably expect cars in this game as well. But at the moment, nothing for me. Yeah, I think this is one of four games which in the, the premiership this weekend which just looked that they could go either way. I even priced up the four draws, which pays hundred and fifteen to one. Uh, which <laughs> might not be the worst shout if you're going to perm them. Um okay, so no bet in that one either. Let's move on to Kilmarnock v Hibbs. Hibbs have eventually appointed Nick Montgomery, the Leeds born former Scotland under twenty one player who managed in Australia, so he should be perfectly at home at Easter Road, I would imagine. <laughs> and he's a, the latest in a long list, Greg, of managers hoping to revive Hibbs fortunes. I think he's manager number 28 since 1990 or something like that. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, Hibs managers don't tend to get much longer than 18 months. Uh, I think every Hibs manager that's left during that time has been sacked. So he, he, he might butt the trade. Do you know what? Hibs are due a manager to do well. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I don't know much about him, but Hibs obviously went to Aberdeen last time out after sacking Lee Johnson and won 2 0. So, Hibs are 74 in this match. Kilmarnock will be sick after what's happened to them the last two matches. Yeah. Beating um, at home to. They lost the last two games in the league. Yeah, they lost against the County and Motherwell the last two games. And they obviously should have got a point at least in that Ross County match. Mm-hmm. So, from beating Rangers and Celtic and Drama Hearts. They've now lost their last two games. Yeah, so, yeah. 64 for Kilmarnock. Their home form is generally pretty good, but I will not be backing against Hibs when they've got a brand new manager. 
Yeah, and that's one of the questions I was going to ask you was, do you just draw a line under Hibs prior to Saturday? Because I, th- I think we all know that that Hibs squad does have some talent. I think it? it's a good squad, yeah. I, yeah. I totally agree. I think they've got a good <clears> squad. Just... They've got some good attacking players. They need to tighten up defensively and stop shipping so many goals. But there's a squad there. If he can get them ticking over and moving, then I think we'll see Hibs keep up the league. And you tend to find most clubs get a bounce. Yeah. especially the club like Hibs so I think 74 um, not that I'll be, ba- I'll be back in it but I certainly would not be backing against Hibs here yeah and the manager I think he was announced on Monday so he'll have had a decent week to work yep. with the players um, and obviously coming in from Australia and I think to Hibs credit they're, they're thinking outside the box a wee bit I think yeah he wouldn't have been on any list I wouldn't have imagined so no. you see somebody else coming in obviously and Postacoglu came into Celtic from Australia and New Zealand and obviously done really well. So, um, Hibs fans will be hoping for a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're, they're praying for, aren't they? Um, yeah, good luck to him. Um, he's going to need it, probably. Uh, but yeah, that's 74. When you say it's a standout price, a standout bet, but who knows, might get that bounce in his first game. Yeah, he might. And obviously, Hibs double chance is also another option that you could throw in there to double up with something. I just think Kilmarnock, although their home form is pretty good, nothing worse than running into a side with a brand new manager. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Motherwell v St Mirren is next up. And <laughs> quite unbelievably, it's second versus third. Both unbeaten, both had terrific starts to the season. Um, they met just over a month ago, or just under a month ago. St Mirren won that one in the League Cup by a goal to nil. Uh, but you're not being impressed by St Mirren's away record over the piece, Greg? No, it's dire. It's really bad. It's a common theme, to be fair, across the league. Hearts, hmm. Aberdeen, Livingston, St Mirren. St Johnston. Ironically, Motherwell were the team to buck that trend last season. They were, absolutely. They were, they were better away from home than at, at home. When you look at Motherwell's record, though, under Stuart Kettlewell, it's tremendous. Yeah. Eight yeah. wins from ten. And I think those defeats, I think one came against Celtic Rangers and one against Dungeon United. So eight wins out of ten at home, five to four. For me, this one... Couldn't be back in St Mirren 11-5, given their away record. And when you factor in as well, Motherwell's home record. Both sides have had a great start to the season. And who'd have thought that we're no, only into August, sorry, September, and this is a potential title decider already. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking to Div earlier tonight on the group chat, and yep. he is expecting uh, a cards fest in this match. A lot it of blood, blood between the, these two sides in the last League Cup game. I think there's five bookings, should have been a few reds. So potential for cards here. A real shame Paul McGinn's suspended for this match. I think he's been booked in his last three games and was sent off last time out for Motherwell at Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. So he'd be, he'd be first name on the um, booking list. But cards and corners, I think, is probably the way to go here. Again, there's maybe a way in here on on the bet border, but at the moment, nothing for me. And that three wins and 19 away from home for St Mirren just gives me the fear. Yeah, that's a worry. Uh, I did note that it's Matthew McDermott, who I think we've discussed in the podcast before, but this is just his 11th game at this level. So a bit of a, a, bit of a rookie ref. Maybe trying to make a name for himself and we'll start showing a lot of cards. Let's hope so. That would be good. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so potentially a cards angle in this one for us. um, I guess you'll probably look at that before Saturday and if there is, then we'll get it on the channel. Uh, Okay, last but not least, we've got Ross County v Livingston. Uh, Just one point between the two sides in the table. 
Ross County, you're talking about St Johnston having a tough start. Ross County have a really tough start as well. They've played both Celtic and Rangers. They must be delighted to have taken six points from their first game, four games considering the fixtures that they've had. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've said a few times now that we expect Ross County to do well this season. We thought they were a big price down at Rugby Park a few weeks ago at 3-1. to one. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they won under kind of controversial circumstances, but we'll take a it. Great, great, absolutely, a great three points away from home at a tough place. As you say, the played with Celtic and Rangers lost both those games, but I don't think they disgraced themselves in either match, to be fair. Yeah. And they've got six points on the board. 11-8 to eight is very, very tempting. Um, Livingston have just been Livingston so far this season. A hmm. uh, couple of good wins, obviously. They were 1-0 up against St. Man late on. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, we are paid back late on as well. So not much between these two sides at the moment. But Livingston's away form, again, is a bit of a worry. Up until that 3-2 win away at Hibs, I think three weeks ago, they've mm-hmm. lost their last nine away games. And they conceded two or more goals now in 10 of their last 11 games. When you factor in that uh, Ross County have got Jordan White, Brophy and Murray, then uh, I'm edging towards Ross County here. I'm not sure in what capacity yet. I do like the look of them at 11-8. to eight. Yeah. Definitely don't think they'll lose this match, Ross County. So there could be a Ross County double chance and corners angle here. But again, that's something I definitely will share on the channel in the next day or so. Yeah, I think of all the games out with the Celtic and Rangers this weekend, Rose County probably look like the one who you can maybe trust the most at home, just based on what they've done so far this season. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think when you factor in as well, Libby's away form isn't the best. and it's, it's been poor for a long time, Livingston's away form. Ross County have been pretty steady at home. But I just like the fact that Ross County score goals. Yeah. And they've got goal scorers on their side. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, Ross County to score two is also another option as well. And it's something obviously we kind of flip between the side to win or them score two. But I don't see Ross County losing this match. Yeah, Ross County in the top half of the table with their two wins. Um, so probably taking advantage of some of the poor form of the other teams. But um, as you said, we kind of discussed them having a, a fairly decent season this season. So uh, yeah, that price at 11-8 doesn't look too bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's have a look at the Championship. It's the United and Wraith Rovers who are out in front at the moment on 10 points. And Vaness rooted to the bottom of the table. Craig, they've not had a great start to the season at all. Billy Dodds is a man under pressure. Yeah. Absolutely under pressure. Obviously, one point so far. They picked up a point last time out at home to Dunfermline, but they've got a very, very tough game against a very good Wraith Rovers side this weekend. Uh, Wraith Rovers are flying at the moment, joint top with Dungeon United, scoring goals. And again, you have to say it's a very difficult game for Inverness. There might be some talk of Billy Dodds leaving, potentially if they were to lose this match, just on the basis that it would be five games played, one point on the board. Mm-hmm. So a pretty horrible start for Inverness, but I, I I really don't see it improving this weekend. Yeah, also knocked out the Challenge Cup last week away to our growth. But um, when I looked at this one, I was actually quite surprised to see the price that Wraith Rovers were at 17 to 20. Um, I thought it might have been a wee bit shorter, just based on the different directions that both teams seem to be heading at the moment. Well, I think that's a benefit of us getting our bets up nice and early. To be fair, Wraith were even money last week. 
obviously this is probably the earliest we've put some bets up on the channel just because of the international break and the bookies have prices out. But I think you were getting Wraith at evens and that's a tremendous price really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. See, so still getting 17 to 20. I'd imagine this will go shorter come kickoff, especially when you have your Saturday punters looking at the league. Wraith joint top, Inverness bottom, ah, home win. Yeah, yeah, it looks like an easy call, doesn't it? Um, I know that's part of a treble that you're keen on this weekend as well. The other one of the other teams that's in that treble is Dundee United, who are joint top with the Wraith Rovers. Dundee United have scored ten goals um, in the championship, but they've only conceded one as well, Greg. And I think if you've got a, a decent defence in this championship, then it can take you pretty far. Absolutely, and obviously Dundee United had a pretty difficult start in the campaign in terms of the League Cup knocked out Jim Goodwin under pressure by July but he's um, overcome that and they've had a pretty good start you must you must say I, I guess we probably expect them to be after four games you're not expecting them to lose many games in this league 10 points from 12 away from home as you said last week or two weeks ago probably going to be better away from home they obviously hammered are both and very convincing winners away at air. At home has been a bit more difficult. Almost a mm-hmm. one-all draw with Dunfermline and they needed a, a last-minute goal to make it a 2-0 win at home to Airdrie. In a match that they probably dominated, but it's 10 points from 12 and they're playing, obviously, a, a Morton side who are a bit of a mess at the moment, but unlike them in terms of recent um, results, three defeats on the spin for them, shipping goals, only three points from their first four games. United at four to six, I have to say, looks a very safe banker. Yeah, based on that Morton form, and it's a real shame because you know we'd expected good things from Morton. I think Dougie Emery's done a cracking job in there, but was it four defeats in a row? Uh, up until last week, they, they squeezed past Elgin City in the the Challenge Cup, but yeah, just um, things just don't seem to be quite right with Morton at the moment, which makes that four to six, you know. I think they might have been the United might have been that price anyway against Morton, but you factor in just um, some of the results that Morton have suffered in the last few weeks. The forty-six looks pretty decent. What we can say is once the weekend punters start putting their bets on, Dundee United yeah. will go off at one to two, maybe less. Probably, probably. Uh, okay, so that's the second leg of the treble. We'll get to the third leg once we cover the League One games. But let's have a look at Friday night's game, Greg. It's United v Partick Thistle. Um, plenty of goals in Thistle's game so far this season. They've scored ten, nine of all the games in all competitions. Have seen both teams to score, uh, and nine of the ten have also gone over two and a half. So, yeah, it's not for Hill for thrills on Friday because the game's at Somerset Park, but we probably should see goals in this one as well. Yeah, you'd have to say so. Obviously, Ayr have been disappointing this season. We've covered them a few times on the podcast. We had United to beat them two weeks ago, and Stuart had them to lose up at Arbroath. Yeah. Arbroath 95 to win that match. So, I think Lee Bowen understands it's been a tough start to the season. I think he's got the full backing, though, from what I'm hearing at Somerset Park. Thistle, bit of a wobbly start for them. Obviously, we're paid back at home via Wraith Rovers. They then lost away to Airdrie, but they've picked up since then and picked up in style. A 3-1 win at home to Queen's Park was followed up by a terrific 4-1 win at Morton. So, they're scoring goals. Brian Graham is rolling back the years, scoring lots of goals, and I now think I'm beating them five now against Ayr. Four wins and a draw. So, at the moment, you have to say two teams going in different directions. I don't think Ayr have been aided by the fact that they've lost 
two of their midfield players that we've spoken about before, Dempsey and Murdoch. So big blows for them. Obviously, they've brought in some young guys from down south, which it's always a bit of a gamble. These guys haven't got much first team experience, haven't played many games. Yeah. So it's not a surprise we've seen their struggle. But given Thistle's goal scoring form at the moment, I just think the price for me is too big. And I think last week on the channel backed Thistle to win at seven to five and Thistle to score two goals at five to four. That seven to five is shortened a little bit now. I think it's six to five. Yeah. And I think the Thistle to score two is eleven to ten. But still very backable. Yeah, and I guess if Stuart was on the podcast this week, he'd probably be telling us a similar story to his thoughts ahead of our growth, given the injuries that you're having to contend with at the moment. Yeah, Stuart and I had a chat, I think, last week, um, not long before I put this up on the channel, and that was the kind of conversation that we had. It's going to take a bit of time for them. Losing those two players is massive, and they're relying now on kind of squad players from England coming up and doing a job in a very difficult league. So no, I think, uh, for me, this will be value here. No truth in the rumour that he provided an assist for the Abroth winner up at air. That's true. Abroth, it's just, true. To, just to no, get he, better. He, he scored it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't care as long as he provides winners when he's on the podcast. That'll do me. Um, okay, let's have a look at quickly at some of the other games in the Championship. We've got Abroth v Airdrie. Abroth, I haven't almost written them off. <laughs> Early on the season, they've bounced back with three wins uh, and a good cup win uh, against Inverness. Airdrie, they've both lost both their trips away from home this season so perhaps a team that we should keep an eye on at home as opposed to away in the, the season ahead. Yeah definitely and obviously they competed very well last weekend or two weekends ago sorry against Dungeon United they only lost that late on to mm-hmm. 2-0 sorry so they've been a great addition to the league Airdrie and I think you're right at home they a much tougher side to beat I think Airdrie and I think they're going to have a decent season this year. Yeah, I just want to touch on Queen's Park being Fairman. We did see a couple of weeks ago that we felt Queen's Park were in a false position based on those two wins that they had over our growth. They've subsequently lost their two games since to Patrick Thistle and Wraith Rovers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're kind of, I was going to say starting to fall down the table. They're still third, to be fair, um, but they have played a game more than most of the teams round about them. They have, and it's a tough game to call. The Fairman have been missing quite a few players, and we called that out in the channel last week in their game against United in the Challenge Cup, which they lost 3-0. Dungeon United were very, very strong for that match. It's probably the strongest-looking Challenge Cup side I've seen the team play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, start, it was almost a full-string side against uh, the Fairman side, who I think were missing four or five players. So not sure what the situation is at the moment for the Fairman team-wise, but yeah, 65 for Queen's Park. Probably not the worst of shouts, but I think for me, this best left alone I think yeah yeah agreed okay we'll recap the bets before we get to the end of the podcast let's have a look at League One it's Falkirk and Hamilton that are setting the pace there uh, down the bottom of the table Edinburgh absolutely pointless after five games and knocked out of the loan sorry out of the cup by Lowland League side East Kilbride last weekend so things not going well for Edinburgh we'll touch on that now we set in Greg but let's have a look at Falkirk v Queen of the South which is the third leg of your treble um, 22 goals and five Queen of the South game so far. Falkirk have scored 14 and 5. No surprise that you fancy goals in this one. Yes, but more so on the Queen of the South aspect of it. When you look at Queen of the South's games this season, I think Marvin Bartley will be pretty disappointed. They are four points off the top. When you look at those two home games they've lost, mm-hmm. they lost 4 3 at home to Alloa on the opening day of the season. 
to score three goals at home and lose is unacceptable. <laughs> and yeah. they then lost three two against a Montrose side who were struggling at the time. So that's two home games, no points from those two games. Obviously, they beat Annan, I think, 3-1. Scoring goals, Queen of the South, but defensively, very, very frail. Um, both teams to scores landed and over 2.5 goals in those five matches. As you say, Falkirk, top of the league at the moment, playing well, scoring goals. I think it's a strong case here for both sides scoring on Saturday. And I think Falkirk have scored two or more goals in all five league games. So you definitely cannot see Queen of the South keeping a clean sheet here. But as you say, scoring lots of goals, Queen of the South scored 12, conceded 10. They have scored, I think their games have seen the most number of goals in Scotland this season so far. The the 22 goals across the five games. So Scotland's most entertaining side (laughs) for goals. Um, for and against and I just think this is going to be a cracking match I, I really do and very much looking forward to seeing goals here Yeah and it'll be a real test for Falkirk I would imagine as you say Queen of the South very good going forward uh, you know evidenced by the number of goals that they've scored so it'll be a, it'll be a fair test for Falkirk Yeah well, it, it really will obviously if Queen of the South lose this they'll find themselves what, seven points behind Falkirk already mm-hmm. and I think at the moment your favourite side, Sterling Albion, yes. are, are, are right up there. Albinos. We'll speak about them in a second. But yeah, Falkirk and Hamilton, both up there on 13 points after five matches, is a very, very good start for both sides and what you'd probably expect. Yeah. Okay, so just to recap on that treble that we're looking at, Southern Day United win at home, Arith Rovers win at home, and over two and a half goals at Falkirk v Queen of the South. Yeah, pace is just below 92. Yeah, sounds decent. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Stirling Albion very briefly. <laughs> um, I, I mean, we're not we're not writing them off by any means. They're third in the table, just three points behind Falkirk and Hamilton, who have significantly bigger resources, no doubt, than, than Stirling Albion. Fought back well for a 2-2 draw against Hamilton uh, last time it's... out, Greg. Um, so, yeah, can't take anything away from them. I just thought the 31-20 to away to Annan, who are second bottom, uh, just one win uh, and just four points from their five games. Worth a second look? Yeah, you have to say so, given how they've started the season so far. Both these sides were playing League 2 football last season, so there's probably not that much between them. But in terms of this season and how they've both started, the 31-20, to 20, just above 6-4 to four for their way win, does look uh, very appealing given how Annan have started the season. Yeah, um, and I'm looking at Sterling Albion's result, the only real blot in their copybook is a 3-0 defeat at Falkirk, which, you know, it's forgivable. Yeah, absolutely. Forgivable was a midweek game as well. And also, let's not forget, Sterling Albion are, are part-time, as are Annan in this league. Yeah, yeah. OK, so that might be one that makes its way onto some of the long shot arcs for the weekend of 31-20 on Sterling Albion. Uh, but before we wrap up in League One, let's have a look at the aforementioned Edinburgh City. They visit Montrose, who had a good win at Cove last week, Greg, off the back of a, a 3-2 win against Queen of the South. Yeah, that was a, that was a really surprising result last week. Uh, uh, must be a massive coupon buster. I think Queen of the South would have been very popular on the coupon um, two weeks ago. And I don't think anyone expected Montrose to go there and win 3-2. They were 2-0 up, got paid back to 2-all, but show character to, to win the game 3-2. Mm-hmm. Now, I shared this on the 4th of September, so nine days ago. That shows you just how prepared we are for this weekend's card. Hopefully the teams do the business, but we did get 10 to 11, and that's 
did out like a sore thumb. 10 to 11 for a Montrose side at home who have just beaten um, Queen of the South. They've also gone on and beaten Cove in the Challenge Cup and they're playing at home against an Edinburgh City side. Played five, lost five, shipping goes for fun and will be back playing League Two football next season. Absolutely. 10 to 11, I think, is a disastrous price for the bookies. Yeah. don't know what they're thinking. They're down to four to six now. I'd imagine, again, that'll go off at one to two. And I know we repeat ourselves in the podcast every week, but every single week this season, the bookies have had an absolute nightmare on at least two or three matches in terms of the pricing. Um, this week, it's definitely this one. There's absolutely no way Montrose should be 10 to 11 at home to a team that's lost all five league games and who are newly promoted. Yeah, as we always say, it's half the battle beating, beating the odds, isn't it? We've beaten the odds every week this season. It's been really good. Um, I think, obviously, our Scottish Saturday tips have been in great form. Uh, I think the vast majority of them have been well above odds against, getting backed into evens and below. So this one was tipped in the fourth at 10 to 11, and it's one of our main bets this weekend. It's now 4 to 6, but again, I would definitely have that in the racker. Yeah, I was going to say, so obviously if you're already on it, 10 to 11, then great, well done. At 4 to 6, still backable. Um, maybe not as a single, but certainly within some of the Akers alongside the likes of Adinday United or Aray Throvers, who are similar prices this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. There's, it's a good card this weekend, I think. Uh, the Premiership's difficult, as we say, but the Championship and League One are looking pretty decent to back this weekend. OK. Anything standing out for you elsewhere in League One? Um, Cove, potentially, but I, I think there's enough going on in League One. Obviously, Hamilton at home to Alloa went to two. Yeah. Hamilton went down to or across to Coleraine in the Challenge Cup last week. Got an early flight over. There was delays at Edinburgh Airport and they, I think, arrived an hour before the match. The game was delayed by an hour, so no ideal preparation, but they won that game quite convincingly, 3-1, yeah. um, which is a great result. A pretty strong team, to be fair, Hamilton. And they'll be strong favourites again this weekend. 1-2 again, probably another one for the Yaka. Yeah, doing pretty well, Hamilton. Pretty impressed with how they've responded to, to going down so far this season. Uh, so, yeah, that one to two, very short, but should land, I would expect. Let's have a look at League Two, and <laughs> I know this is another one that you stuck up early, Greg, and looks like. Well, I'm going to keep this one for the channel, this one. Okay. Keep, we'll speak about it quickly, but yeah, he's Fifey Clyde. Yeah. Again, it's another one that I kind of highlighted on the 4th or 5th of September, so eight or nine days ago. But yeah, um, keeping that one for the channel. And okay. This league is a difficult league. Obviously, we're best friends with Sunrar. They've been very, very good to us this season so far, Sunrar. I think they've won three times for us already. All at home, though. They're away to Stenhouse Muir this weekend. Different from being at home, Sunrar. It's a very difficult league. I'll just rattle off some of the prices this weekend in League Two. <laughs> Stenhouse Muir, 6-5. Sunrar, 9-4. to four. Peterhead, 8-5. Bonnie Red Rose, 31-20. 4-4, for 6-4. Spartans, 13-8. The only one you could call out is potentially Dumbarton away at Elgin. Yeah. Um, that's probably the one that does stand out a little bit in this league this weekend. It's a horrible league, I must admit. Really, really tough. We've not ventured down here too often. Only really when Sunrara at home. But we've got one bet from this league um, for Saturday that I've shared in the channel. But other than that, Dumbarton away to Elgin at evens is the only other one I would probably call out. 
Yeah, likewise, it was only one that I had on my shortlist from this league, Dumbarton, unbeaten uh, after five games. One of three teams on 11 points at the top of the table, whereas Elgin are one of three teams at the bottom of the table on just two points. So, yeah, I thought the even money didn't look too bad at all for Dumbarton. OK, let's have a wee recap of your bets for this weekend then. So nothing from the Premiership at the moment, but I will have something potentially from the Ross County versus Livingston game. But starting off on Friday night, so Friday night football this week, here at home to Partick Thistle on Friday at quarter to eight. And I'm taking Partick Thistle to win this match at 7-5 at Betfair. And I'm also backing Thistle to score two or more goals at 5-4 to four with Paddy Power. Moving into League One, got Montrose at home to Edinburgh City at 10 to 11 from the, for the home win. Now 4 to 6, but as we said, very backable on, on the Akers. And I've also got uh, a treble, which is Dundee United to beat Morton, Wraith Rovers to beat Inverness, and over 2.5 goals between Falkirk and Queen of the South. And that pays a little under 9 to 2. Yeah, I like the look of that. Uh, okay, thanks for that. Now, don't forget you can join. If you want to join Greg's channel, you can find all the details on Twitter at, uh, should I keep saying Twitter? Should I say X? No, no, it's always Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter at uh, Browning84Greg, with, uh, where all the details are on how to join his channel, which of course will let you see what his bet is, and that is 5 feet Clyde game. Um, and that's us for this week. Don't miss the Norwegian podcast, which we'll be recording with David Weatherston. That should be available shortly after this one. Um, and thanks for listening to a podcast. We'll be back next weekend. So best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Good luck.